0: ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضلله له ومن يضلل فلا هادي ونشهد الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يومئذ يصدر الناس أشتاة ليروا أعمالهم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شر يره صدق الله العظيم Respected ulema ikram, elders and friends in Islam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh We are living in a time Where the buzzword is backup So when it comes to energy, lights We are looking for backup Whether it is generators Whether it is solar, whether it is inverters When it comes to water It is borehole its tanks its
1: pumps so the focus is on backup so in the hadith of Nabi Kareem a lengthy hadith interesting hadith is mentioned with regards to backup and the backup that we are talking is not the temporary backup of this world It's actually the backup of akhirat and the difference is the backup of this world can also fail and if it fails we can try another backup and we can try another backup and we can have multiple backups but the backup of akhirat is only one backup as a person says normally they say we have one life live it to the fullest but let us change it we live every day and we die once. So let's our dying be an honourable dying, a blessed mort. Because if a person dies an honourable death, then inshallah his backup will be secure in the year after. So in the hadith of Nabiya kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, there's one hadith which is called hadith al-Ghar, the hadith of the cave. And in there, a lengthy incident has been mentioned of people of the past nations that once they were travelling in a mountainous terrain and it so happened they were overtaken by some storm some hurricane so they sought refuge in the cave that's why the hadith is called the hadith of the cave and when they sought refuge in this cave because of the violent winds the mouth of the cave was closed with a rock. With the result, they couldn't move. And there was a huge boulder. And there were three people that were traveling together. So now they're in that cave. They wanted to take backup from the rain, so they came into the cave. But the will of Allah was that this backup of theirs became a place of difficulty for them. They could not move that boulder. And when they realized... That we cannot come out from here. Then each one said to themselves that each one of us should make dua to Allah that whatever deed was a secret between him and Allah must come into use today for us. And this is that backup. This is that backup. So that backup of ours can be a simple backup. Nabia Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned in a hadith of Bukhari that there was a person who was travelling on the road and when he was travelling on the road he found a branch of a tree that became a hazard for those who were passing by so he stopped his conveyance, he removed the the tree, Allah appreciated that simple action and Allah gave him Jannat. that is a backup. In one hadith Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned a true backup is a backup a person gives charity so secretly that his left hand does not even know what the right hand is giving. That's a backup. So these three people, they went to their backup, and they said, let's make dua to Allah. And the three duas that they have mentioned, is mentioned in the hadith, each one of these duas are relevant with regards to our situation today. So the first person made dua, he said, Oh Allah, you blessed me with elderly parents, and It was my habit that whenever I came home from a long day's work, whatever I earned for the day, whether it was food or milk, then I presented it first to my parents before myself and my family consumed it, out of respect for my my parents. One day when I reached home, I was delayed. So my parents fell asleep while waiting for me. So as it was my practice that I always gave them the food before I ate it and my my children and my, my family ate it but I disliked to wake them up from their sleep. So I waited by the headside until they awoke and in the process my children who were starving my wife who was starving requested me to give the food but I declined because out of respect for my parents they should drink first they should eat first. So they woke up and I gave them the food our Allah, I have done this action solely for your pleasure, remove this boulder from the mouth of this cave. So this boulder moved slightly, but they could not come out. So this was a backup. This was a backup. So from here, we can understand the value of our parents. The value of our parents. This is such a ni'mad that can only be appreciated by those who are deprived of it. Nabi Karim Wasallam has spoken so emphatically in the ahadith with regards to parents. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran Sharif, together with his tawheed and his oneness, immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the parents, which emphasizes the rank and the virtue of our parents. And why not so? Allah has used them as a means and a sabab to bring us into this world. One sahabi came to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa and he said, Ya Rasulullah, my mother has become very old and she had the desire to perform hajj to come to the Beitullah. But because of her weak and feeble nature, I had to carry her on my back. And I took her to the different manasik of hajj, whether it was Mina, Muzdalifa, Arafat, and the different rituals of hajj. And I've completed the hajj, carrying my mother on my back. Have I fulfilled the right of my mother? Nabi Wasallam said that you haven't fulfilled the labour pain she had experienced when she was giving birth to you. Al radiyallahu anhu is one Sahabi. In musnad Ahmad, this narration has been mentioned that he was in a throes of death. He was a sahabi of Rasulullah and he was extreme he was experiencing difficulty in saying the kalima. So the news was brought to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi through wahi Through revelation was informed That his mother is unhappy with him Because he had given preference to his wife over his mother So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam called her his mother And he said that your son al Is in a throes of death and experiencing difficulty Because of your unhappiness if you forgive him, Allah will make it easy for him. And if you're not going to forgive him, then I will command the Sahaba to gather some firewood and I'll burn him in front of you. So then she said, are you going to burn him ya Rasulullah? He said, yes. He might bear the difficulties of this world, but definitely he won't be able to bear the difficulties of the year after. So then the mother said, I forgive him for the pleasure of Allah. No time she had mentioned that the Kalima came out from the Mount of Al Qamar and he passed away. So, this is the virtue of parents. But in the same vein, those of us that are parents, let us become parents who would bring up children of substance. This is also of importance now. One is the duty that the child has to the parent, and one is the duty the parent has in the tarbiyat of the children this has become a very vital aspect in our community that in molding the child in bringing up the child who will grow up to be an outstanding human being a child who will be a source of comfort to those around him a child of sound maturity these are the children that we need to bring up if you have to study the hadith of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We will see young boys in the time of Nabi al Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What was the level of mental maturity? Hazrat Zubair radiallahu ta'ala He was a Sahabi of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of a very high ranking. So in one of the battles he called his son. And he said that, Oh my son, I feel that tomorrow I will not survive this battle. I will become a martyr. And whatever is my financial affairs, you must take care of it so the discussion is taking place between the father and son the son was barely 9 years old so the father is telling the son tomorrow I will be no more from now on you take the responsibility of completing my financial affairs and make sure that everything is taken care of so the son asked the father that I am a young boy if I require any help from whom must I take help so he said so he said that turned to the guardian of Zubair so the son asked who is the guardian of Zubair he said turn to Allah turn to Allah next day the battle came into full swing the father was made shaheed and the son was left the son was left to take care of the entire financial affairs of his father at 9 years old let's see the mental maturity that Allah had created in these young boys because of the correct nurturing of their parents unfortunately nowadays a 11-12 year old boy cannot take care of himself he cannot look after his own affairs he cannot look after his own matters where he is going to handle the affairs of others later on in life it is our responsibility as parents to create this mental maturity in our children the proper tarbiyat like our person said easy times create weak men and difficult times create strong men Unfortunately, nowadays, we are creating weak men, that in any situation, slight difficulty comes upon them, and they are completely lost. They don't know how to navigate the different challenges of life. Yesterday, a youngster, 17-18 years old, he came to me and said, in the last three weeks, I had thrice suicidal thoughts, thrice. Now this is the outcome of it. This is the outcome of it. That one is we expect that our children must be good to us. But it's equally important that we make the correct tarbiyat of our children. Let us bring up men. Let us not bring up people who will become monsters of the future. Let us bring up men of substance. Who will be able to navigate deen. Who will be able to take deen forward in the next generation. Hazrat Khansa radiAllahu ta'ala Unfortunately nowadays, unfortunately nowadays, in order to give the greatest comfort to our children, we want to sacrifice anything to make sure that they are comfortable. Would the result be damaging the future? What Nabi Akare said we tell them come to the masjid, seven, eight year old, nine year old boy. He said, No, he's still young for Salah. He's still young for Salah. So when will he come for Salah? That's why when he's grown up, he can't even come for salah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, salah wa hum وَهُمْ أَبَنَاءُ sinin." That command your children to come for salah when they are seven years old. And we say, no, let him sleep, he's still young. But time for school, then we're ready half an hour before time to take them to school. Because the importance of school has come into their lives. The importance of sporting events have come into their lives. But the importance of salah and Allah hasn't come into their lives. That's why these very children when they grow up, they will not realize the haqq of Allah upon us. They will not fear Allah with regards to us. That's why look around in the old age homes. What is the ratio of woman, of Muslim, Muslim men and women that are going into old age homes? Recently I've heard an incident, shocking. A person whenever he needed to travel, he was taking care of his old mom whenever he needed to travel he used to book his mom into the hospital as though she's sick and he would only take a discharge when he's back from his travel have dunya become our priority that our parents become to this level we are the the parents who have brought up these children Hazrat Khansa (laughs) on the eve of one battle she called her four sons her husband had become martyred already a woman she calls her four sons and he said oh my sons each one of you tomorrow, you must fight to your fullest might. And you must endeavor to become shaheed. So that I can boast on the day of qiyamah that I am a mother of four shuhada. That was the level of woman at that time. Abu Bakr Siddiq had one son. His name was Abdul Rahman. Look at the maturity. Some guests came to Medina Munawwara. So Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi noble habit was, whenever guests came into Medina Munawwara, he first could see whether he could entertain them himself. And if Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi was not in a position, then he used to make the announcement in the masjid, that the guests have arrived in Medina Munawwara. whoever has the ability to take them, must take them. So Abu Bakr Siddiq said, Ya Rasulullah, I will take them. But after Isha, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu had some important work with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he told his son Abdul Rahman, take this guest home start prepare the food make them sit down to eat in the meantime I will come which happens normally sometimes so Abu Bakr after salah went to see Nabi Wasallam, and this youngster took the guest home the food was presented to them young boy 9-10 years old does our children or do our children have this capacity this maturity that they can handle a situation like this take the guest home seat them feed them, look after them. These are the children that we need to bring up. And wallah, if we bring up our children, what Islamic values, how Muhammad showed us, how sahaba brought up their children, then we wouldn't have to worry. Then we wouldn't worry after our children. Somebody came to Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahimahullah, who was a the, the, one of the rightly guided Khalifas after the khulafai Rashidin. He's is re, He is referred to as the second Umar. So somebody asked him in the latter part of his life because he was married into the royal family and he said that your relatives from the royal family who are enjoying enormous wealth they have a lot for them to spend upon and your own children don't have much wealth to spend they don't have much to spend look at the reply of Umar bin Abdulaziz he said that if my children fear Allah, then Allah will take care of them. And if my children don't fear Allah, then what's the use of leaving so much of wealth for people who don't fear Allah? What a reply. And he said, Whoever relies on Allah, Allah is sufficient for them. But he instilled proper values in his children. When he was appointed as a Khalifa, he was appointed as a Khalifa so he came home to rest so his son came to him and he knocked on the door and he said oh my father you have been appointed the khalifa you are resting now he said look the previous khalifa had just passed on the responsibilities of the janazah and the dafan were quite arduous I'm a bit tired now let me take a rest so the father replied to the son that oh my father if Allah has to take your life now and there is one person in your khilafat who is suffering, how are you going to answer to Allah for that person suffering? This is from the tarbiyat of the parents. When the parents will make proper tarbiyat of the children, then these type of answers will come out. Respected others and friends. So he made the dua, the hadith al-ghar coming back. So the, the bowler moved a bit. The second person made dua. Allah, I had an employee who was working for me. And it so happened, that one day he left before taking his wages. And I waited for him to come, and he didn't return. With the result, I took his money, and I joined it with my money, and I invested it. So after a long period of time, he returned back to ask for his money. So in the meantime, I invested his money, I invested it in sheep, in camels, in cows. And that money of his grew multifold. To such an extent, the hadith mentions, an entire valley of animals was the result of this investment. So when he came to me after a long period of time, he asked me for my money. I told him, that whatever is in the valley belongs to you. So he said, that don't play around with me, it was a few rands. What do you mean all that money belongs to me? So he explained to him, and he said, for the pleasure of Allah, take it. With the result the boulder moved a little bit. So this is something which is also very important for us. When it comes to our financial matters, to have a clean record. To have a clean record. Especially when it comes to paying others the dues. Nabi Kareem wasallam said, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, That destruction for the mutaffifin. Who are the mutaffifin? When it comes to taking their rights from others, they are very hasty. They won their rights. And when it comes to giving the rights to others, they are very lax. One janazah was presented to Nabi Alaihi Wasallam. So Nabi asked the sahaba, "Hal dainun?" Does he have any debts on his head? So the sahaba said, No. Nabi performed his janaza salah. Another jaza- janaza was presented. Nabi asked the sahaba, Does he have any debts? They said, Yes, he has a debt. Hal Taraka wafa'an lahu. Did he leave behind any money to settle his debts? He said yes. Nabi Sallallahu wa sallam performed his janaza. A third janaza was brought. Nabi sallallahu wa sallam asked him, any debts? He said yes. Did he leave anything behind to settle his debts? He said no. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, Sallu ala Sahibikum. That this person doesn't deserve that the Nabi of Allah performs a janaza salah on him. Because if he could not respect the rights of others in this world, how is he going to pay for the Jew on the day of Qiyamah? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa asked the sahaba, do you know who is a muflis, who is a pauper? Somebody who is owing people rights in this world, and he never fulfilled it. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah will take all this, that person's good and give it to him. And Allah will take all his, uh, his evil deeds and give, it to, and give it to this person. And he will be left as a pauper. Numerous ahadith are mentioned on this, fulfilling the rights of others, paying our dues. Matalul You have the financial ability to settle your debts. Despite that, we live a very luxurious life. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that's the height of zulm and oppression. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned in one hadith Man min al Ard. Whoever takes one handspan of somebody else's land unjustly. Allah will make that land as a yoke round his head on the day of Qiyamah. And it will sink with him to the seven earths. While he's in his grave, it will sink with him till the day of Qiyamah. This is responsibilities to others. So in this hadith, where he made the dua, Allah removed his difficulty because he fulfilled the right of his employee. Allah removed the difficulty. This is the backup. This is the backup that we need for the year after. And the third person made dua. Oh Allah, I had a beautiful cousin phenomenal beauty financial difficulty put her into some taklif and difficulty financial constraints and she was forced to come and take a loan ask me for a loan so I took advantage of that situation and this is something that we need to learn that if somebody is going to some financial difficulty many of us look how we can become opportunistic in taking maximum benefit from that situation he has to settle somebody urgently now we want to squeeze his last drop we want to squeeze him Nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam from this Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam discouraged us completely he said in fact in that situation you must help him assist your brother man kana fi auni alabd man kana fi auni fi auni kana Allahu fi aunihi كما قال النبي sallallahu alaihi wasallam who will help his pers- a person in desperation? Allah will help him on his desperation on the day of Qiyamah. When you all will be desperate, we all will be desperate. So financial constraints brought this woman to ask for a loan. So he said, that if you do not allow me access to you, I will not give you the loan. So he took advantage of the situation. And desperation forced her to accept. So when they came together, he saw her, this cousin saw his cousin, very grieving, very sad. So she told him one word, Ya Abdullah, Oh slave of Allah, do not touch something that does not belong to you. You haven't made nikah. I'm not halal for you. So he says, that words of hers left an impression on my heart. I told her keep the money and I turned away from there. Oh Allah, if I've done this for your pleasure, move this boulder. The boulder moved and the tree came out. How many of us find ourselves in this situation in this time and age where a person is in seclusion with a woman? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, When a person secludes himself with a woman, the third is shaitan. Haram, not mahram. The third is shaitan. Whether it is in our business meetings, whether it is in our casual meetings, whether it is in our dinners, whether it is on our phones, how many people are intimate with haram women on the phones. Infidelity has become the norm. Anybody talks to anybody. This invites the wrath of Allah. For Allah's sake we have to turn back to Allah. These are the backups. The contacts that we have on our phone that we are not supposed to have. And the various excuses that we can give to our spouses because of work and because of this and because of this. Allah is alimun bidati sudur. Wa nahnu akarabu ilayhi min hablil You can get away with the excuses in this world. Allah knows the beating of your heart, Allah knows the movements of your mind, Allah knows the secrets of your, of your bosom. Allah knows it. For Allah's sake, let us delete those contacts. Then we want to know why the conditions are getting worse. We can blame it on this parastatal and this person and this state company. But the problem lies with us. We haven't turned to Allah. What Allah asked us, we haven't given to Allah. When we turn to Allah, the hadith of Mishkat is very clear. Turn to Allah, Allah will be, bring good leaders and good conditions upon you. And when you will forsake Allah, Allah will bring wrong leaders and wrong conditions upon you. Then we want to look out for backup. And those who have the financial muscle will find the backup. But this is only a temporary backup. Let us have the backup of Akhirat. Let us have the backup of the qabr Let us have the, 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 the backup of the day of Mahshar. The ayat have mentioned that remember that day when everybody will be moving towards the scales. Allah says, Whoever done an iota of good, he'll find it on the scales. That's the backup. And whoever has, has brought forward iota of wrong, of sin, he will find it on the scales of justice on the day of Qiyamah. And Allah's Nabi will be there for his Ummat. That is our ultimate backup. That is our ultimate backup. But in, in, in order to enjoy that backup of Rasulullah you have to have Itaati rasul you have to follow the lifestyle of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We have to bring our children on the lifestyle of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We have to bring them from a young age. Not when they get old. Then we want them to become pious. Then it's too late. The tree has become bent already. Now no amount of water will change the tree. Let us bring up our children in a correct way. Let us bring up mature adults. Let us bring up mature individuals who will become sane thinkers of deen who will become flag bearers of deen and be able to take deen to the four corners of the world these are the children that we need to bring up respected others and friends let us prepare for the backup of akhirat I'll conclude with the hadith of Nabi kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Nabi Sallallahu said وَدِدْتُ it is my desire, it's my burning desire that a certain surah of the Quran must be memorized by every ummati of mine is a certain surah of the Quran that is my desire every ummati of mine must memorize it it's only 30 ayats it's surah al-mulk surah al-mulk Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha says Nabi Kareem sallallahu Alaihi should never retire to bed until he recited surah al-mulk and what is the benefit of surah al-mulk that is the backup that is the backup that we need whoever reads surah al-mulk before he sleeps every day Allah will create a light for him in the grave Allah will create a light for him in the grave. we worried about the lights of this world. We become uneasy when there's no lights in the house. Prepare for that light of the qabr. Read surah al-mulk. Read surah al Poverty will never afflict you. You want the backup of akhirat. Read alif lamim sajda. After maghrib salah. Surah al-sajda as we mentioned. What's the backup? What's the backup in surah al-sajda? Nabi Karim mentioned authentic hadith. That whoever is surah to sajda before he sleeps, the surah will come on a day of qiyamah as a shadow over him. And he tells Allah that forgive him because he used to recite me every day. And if you don't want to forgive him, then remove me from the Qur'an Sharif. Remove me from the Qur'an Sharif. And that's never possible. Allah will forgive this person. That is the backup of akhirat. Let us focus on the backup of akhirat. And the three things that were mentioned in the hadith with regards to parents, With regards to our financial matters and fulfilling the rights and obligations of others. And the third one, the fitna of women. Each one of us are faced with this on a daily basis. Look at the link of this hadith. If we protect ourselves from these three major things, that is the ultimate backup of the year after. When we need Allah, Allah will come to our rescue. When we need Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, whether it is over the bridge of Sirat, whether it is on the scales, whether it is on the planes of resurrection... We need Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then that backup, that backup will come into use. If that, if that, uh, that uh, cable is not connected into the generator, that that house will never get, uh, get any power from there. We need to connect our cable into the Sunnah of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We need to connect ourselves with the life of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then we will enjoy the ultimate backup of the year after. May Allah bless me with it, also bless you with it. Wa da'wanan. Alhamdulillahi rabbil